Hey, and welcome to today's episode where our somatic experiencing therapist, Kira, is here to hold space for you. I hope that these exercises help you. Enjoy. I really wanted to talk about um, our breath and specifically our breath in relationship to stress. And even as I'm starting to talk about breath right now, just notice and check in how your breath is feeling in your body. And I want to offer that invitation as the breath is one of those things that we tune out sometimes. It's something that our body is always doing, whether we're conscious of it or not, as long as we're living, we're breathing. We're inhaling and we're exhaling. And oftentimes our breath changes and we may not we might not even be aware that there was a change so i'd love to give you an example um if something really startling happens your breath probably does something like this <gasps> it'd be more like that <gasps> and if you notice and could hear maybe even what's happening in my body. There was a quick inhale. <gasps> my body went up. There was an upward motion with the energy. My eyes got big. My uh, body moved up and the breath went up. The diaphragm went up. And then I also held my breath for a moment. I don't know if you noticed that or caught on to that, but it's very common when we're going through a challenging time or a stressful moment. <gasps> And then we, what happens next? Probably uh, the breath would return, but be a bit more shallow, short and shallow, short breaths, shallow breaths, faster breaths. Uh, times that we're in, in anxiety, uh, maybe there's relational trauma. We're in a relationship with, let's say we're in a, we're in a partnership that's not serving us well, or even a relationship at work. You know, maybe our boss stresses us out. You know, it's nothing huge. It's just day in, day out, stressful, but not, it's not shock trauma. It's more relational trauma. So it's just like gently percolating and, and bothering us and building up day after day. You might notice when you walk into to work each day or when you come home to be with that partner, your breath, same thing, short. It's a shallow breath, a faster breath. Again, as I'm talking about breath, I want to invite you to just check in and see what's happening in your own breath right now. Hmm. There is often, I don't like to say always, but there is often, very often, how about we'll say very often, a relationship between our breath and stress, the stress that we're in or under, however you want to put it. And again, the breath is something that we might not notice. We don't take breaks generally to check our breath or to be with our breath. Um, if you do, thumbs up, gold star. I'm so happy for you because that is a wonderful thing to do during a break. So the invitation here and, and what I'm kind of hoping will happen is, well, first of all, bringing awareness to your breath. Um, during this video, I hope that you'll start noticing your breath more. Uh, I hope that some of this uh, somatic psychoeducation will get your wheels turning and you'll start to kind of notice and think about your breath, maybe even noticing the breath in people around you, animals around you. So 
one of the things that happens, again, this is some of the uh, somatic psychoeducation. This is cognitive information, but also maybe your body will respond as well. If you picture a gazelle, okay, let's say a gazelle. We're gonna picture a gazelle. You can pick something else if you want. And a lion. This lion is on the grasslands, they're in the plain, and they want to hunt the gazelle. They want to eat the gazelle. It's not good or bad or sad or happy. I mean, it is what it is. It's just primal instinct. So what happens in this gazelle's nervous system, and this might bring some insight to you in your own nervous system, is at a certain point, the, the lion is stalking the gazelle, right? The gazelle's eating, grazing around in the grassland. The lion is locked on, his eyes, their eyes, his, her eyes, ears, they're maybe slowly moving their body towards the gazelle. And at a certain point, the gazelle starts to have this experience, like the hair sticking up on the back of the neck. The awareness of being watched, right? And maybe even if as, as I'm sharing this, notice what happens in your own body. I can feel my hair sticking up on the back of my neck a little bit. What happens next is the gazelle will go into activation, just like we do in our nervous system. Activation, sympathetic. Um, I don't have my Hilberman sphere right now, but the big energy, that, that get up and go. And probably, gazelle probably won't try and fight the lion. The gazelle's probably going to try and flight, gonna try and run away, get away, run for its life, literally run for its life. So this gazelle starts running and Depending on what happens next, um, there's a lot of energy. Again, lots of energy, lots of activation running through its body. Depending on what happens next, if it's able to get away, um, or if, you know, God forbid, but it is nature, the lion actually pounces on the gazelle, um, will kind of determine what happens next with its breath. But for the sake of the story, let's say that the, the lion hops on the gazelle. It, you know, doesn't kill it, but it does shock it, frighten it. The gazelle is going to actually dip into a deep parasympathetic nervous uh, system state into uh, what we call dorsal. And in this dorsal state, uh, the gazelle is actually going to go into um, a similar state to death. Um, I think of it, I'm, I'm very, you know, image-based and metaphor-based. I think of it as winter. It doesn't actually die, but it shuts down as much of its function uh, that it can to survive. So breathing slows down and stops, uh, almost stops, doesn't stop, but slows down and becomes very shallow. Um, organs even stop functioning at, at top capacity. Digestion is compromised. Uh, eyes are not going to be, uh, you know, retaining or, or gathering information anymore. It's this animal is actually going to go into a, a low dorsal tone, like a shutdown state. And the reason I'm telling you this is because this is a small amount of what happens in our own nervous system when we go through a shock. We literally stop breathing as much. And if it was a very severe shock or a very uh, serious shock trauma, um, we also would potentially go into dorsal and either stay there or um, if we're able to, and if we have the resources, um, come out. But oftentimes, we're in dorsal a lot of the time after such a such an extreme situation. So back to the gazelle. The gazelle would um, eventually, hopefully, if it isn't eaten, get away. 
And let's say that the lion gets distracted. It sees another animal over there. The lion's going to go, you know, back over to there, to that gazelle over there. And our gazelle, uh, the story is going to sense, first start sensing danger has passed. It's almost like a sixth sense, right? And then quite literally what happens is the gazelle very slowly but surely begins uh, having life come back into it. Breathing uh, begins again. Um, digestive begins happening again. Uh, limbs suddenly have blood pumping to them again. And the gazelle will get to a certain point where it can actually get up and flee. It can get away. Um, there would be discharge, some shaking in the body, as well as from the organs to release some of that survival energy. And that's a very important step in um, surviving a trauma. That's something that happens when we do survive traumas is this discharge after holding all the energy and we need to get rid of it. So I don't want to go too deep into the psycho education for today. So I just want you to be thinking about that. What happens when we go through challenging times? Um, this isn't just humans. I'm telling you this story because it, it relates to nature. It's in our blood. It's, it's something that naturally happens to mammals. And I'm going to go ahead and just read this little survey for you and you don't have to write this down if you want to, you're welcome to, but just kind of mentally note in your, in your mind as I'm reading it. So thinking back to a time that you've been stressed, maybe it's more, you know, the relational trauma, like day in, day out. Maybe it's like a shock trauma, something big that happened. Maybe you have a big party coming up that you're worried about. Um, it doesn't matter what this stressful time is. You can choose any kind of stress, any kind of trauma for this, but just remembering a time that you're stressed. Maybe it's even right now. Maybe you're stressed right now. So thinking to this time of your stress, when you're stressed, what does your breath do? Is it very pronounced? <sighs> Please don't do that. I don't need to freak out. But is it like, you know, a big, like dramatic breath? Is your breath, subtle? Does your breath change maybe a little bit, but can't really notice it? What kind of shifts or changes happen for you? And again, just checking in, noticing. So no, no good, bad, right, wrong here. This is just information for us, making this mind-body stress-breath connection. Now, I sometimes catch myself panting. So kind of the breath I just showed, the, the really dramatic, intense in and out. I sometimes catch myself holding my breath, which would just be, you know, I, I notice I hold my breath when I'm talking a lot. So again, these aren't good or bad, right, wrong, just noticing. Or neither. Maybe you don't pant and you also don't catch your, hold your breath. I'm just checking in. Maybe there's a different habit or pattern that you notice in your breath. I'm taking a moment to remember if you are writing this down, if you want to write any notes in your journal. Next is, I feel like I can't take a deep breath. Is that an experience that you have often, maybe every day or almost every day? Is that something that happens to you sometimes, not not all the time, but not never. It's like here and there. Or do you, uh, you know, feel like you can't take a deep breath? Never. You, you have a very easy time breathing full, deep breaths. I'm just 
noticing, writing down, or just taking some moments to process and identify what feels true for you. And next, when I'm stressed, I can feel my belly or chest tighten and it makes it hard to breathe. Does that happen often? Just You can categorize often as you'd like. Does that happen sometimes? Or does it happen never? It's an uncommon experience. Again, there's no right or wrong answers. You don't have to tell me if you want to write them in the comments. I love to hear from you. No pressure, though. Remember, this is just information to help you. You're not going to get graded or judged. You don't even have to tell anyone. This is information to help you in your experience. Okay. And last one. When I'm stressed, I feel lightheaded and or dizzy. And again, often, it's a common experience. I have it a lot. Sometimes, here and there, not all the time, some of the time, or never. So dizzy and or lighthearted was the last. Lightheaded, sorry. And lighthearted. If you feel lighthearted, I'd love to know about that too. But lightheaded is what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, keep in mind these experiences may change. Maybe right now you have, you know, today you have certain answers. Maybe if you take this test again in uh, a week, a month, tomorrow, uh, you might have a different experience. So there's no judgment here. It's again, just information for us. Okay. So now we're going to do some, uh, a breathing exercise together. Uh, keep in mind, we are breathing right now, whether you know it or not, we've been breathing our entire life, uh, since we were born either on our own, or if you've had the, uh, assistance of medical tools, but Breath is something that you naturally do. So these tools are intended to, this education, I should say, or not education, but this, this information. We'll say this information and these tools are intended to support you in something you already do and something that you're already very good at, actually. You don't even think about it and you do it. How amazing is that? So take what you like, leave the rest, and um, I hope that this will be helpful. So... The idea here is that my hope is that this information will stick with you and that you will start doing what we call breathing breaks and start paying more attention to your breath and maybe even taking time out of your day to check in with your breath and give yourself time to breathe and just be with the breath. This is, you might already have your own breath practices too. I'm well aware that many people in, in this wonderful community and even Rewire, there's many different ways to breathe. There are, I mean, I could just go on. There's all kinds of techniques, hundreds, maybe thousands of breath techniques. So I encourage you to stick with, use what you have and what you like, what's working for you, what feels supportive. That's great. That is wonderful. This is just yet another one to add to your toolbox if you like it. And I'd love to do it together. So if you are not already comfortable, get comfortable, get a pillow, get a blanket, get your water, get your tea. Um, it's not going to be super long. 
So get situated and I'm just going to guide us through this. This is kind of a, what we'd call a, a more, what's a good word for this? More rhythmical, more, um, more simple breath that, yeah, has a rhythm to it. I don't know what else to call it. It's something you can integrate and practice very easily on your own anytime. And it's something that I, I hope that you uh, integrate into your self-care. Let's begin by, again, getting comfy. Just going to offer that invitation again. Maybe we need to hear it multiple times sometimes. If you're not already, grab what you might want or need to be comfortable. If you're choosing to lay down, if you're choosing to sit, whatever you'd like. Okay. And now we're going to practice just kind of relaxing, letting go of the belly and the torso. That's kind of like this trunk area of the body. What I'm noticing is I relax my belly and my chest. There's some yawns that happen. Just kind of imagining any tension or tightness melting away from your day, from your chest, your belly, your torso, your diaphragm. One trick I like to include is uh, softening your tongue at the, at the bottom of your mouth. If you'd like to picture somewhere that feels really calm and relaxing and supportive to you, picturing yourself there, just letting all that tension float away. Okay. As you feel yourself calming down a little bit, maybe some settling, going into that nice parasympathetic, invite you to bring in your next inhale when you're ready in a nice slow, slow way. Letting it be long, easy. Okay. Once you've done one full inhale, Feeling the breath in your lungs and then exhaling it. We're going to do it again. And this time, as you inhale, see if you can go even slower and feel when your lungs are full. Let your breath be long. Take all the time you need. There's no rush. And then when you feel ready to exhale this time, I want to invite you to just gently, ever so gently, tighten your belly and your diaphragm a little bit as you exhale. And then as you're ready, bringing in another nice, slow inhale. I'm wanting this breath to be slow, taking all the time you need. Letting it be nice and deep. 
letting it fill you up. And then when you feel full, again, exhaling and letting yourself just tighten a little bit. When you're done with your exhale, we're going to take a moment here. We're going to pause and I'm just going to check in and notice. How are you feeling? I'm noticing in my own system right now, there's much more relaxation, even after doing just a couple rounds of this breath. I mean, we probably spent less than three minutes here doing this breath and, um, I already feel myself dropping down into my chair more. I actually feel a little bit more um, tired right now. I feel softness and openness in myself. My brain even feels slower as I'm thinking. It's like, it's not hard to think, but it's like, you know, sometimes our, our thoughts are like, I call it like the endless hamster wheel, like boom, 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 boom. And right now it's like, ah almost like spa brain, I guess I might call it. It's like, oh yeah, what was that thought? And then it just kind of drifts in, drifts out. Again, I want to invite you to notice what's happening in your own body right now. You can check in with your eyes closed. Oh, there you go. Gosh, if you're on the East Coast, this might be a good... <laughs> Let's see, I guess it's not quite bedtime there yet. <laughs> well, maybe early bedtime. A good wind down activity here in San Diego, it's only four. But if you're, if you're on the East Coast, this would be a great time to start winding down. You've had dinner and you're just gonna have a relaxing evening. Yeah, so with your eyes open or closed, just checking in with your body. Noticing any even subtle shifts. We're interested in even those subtle shifts here. And then if you'd like, I want to invite you to also orient and notice how it feels to check in with yourself while looking around gently. Okay, and we're gonna do um, this again, same activity, three breaths, this time again. You kind of know what to do now, but I'm still gonna walk us through it. Feel free to turn down my volume, go your own pace or tune me out, whatever feels good to you, okay? So again, checking in, making sure that we're not holding more tension than we need to in our stomach and our belly and our chest. Oh, oh. Activity is really winding me down too. <laughs> yeah, this would be a good one to rewatch right before bed. <laughs> or to practice. You don't have to watch it again. You're watching it now. You can always just practice this breath. Yeah. So again, giving yourself a few moments to relax these areas. If there's any way you can let go of even a, a tiny bit of tension. And then when you're ready, beginning the inhale, keeping it nice and slow, taking your time, letting it be deep. 
And when you get to the inhale, letting your lungs feel full. <sighs> As you exhale, taking your time and then just gently, ever so gently, squeezing the remainder of the breath out. And then when you're ready, doing your next breath. Slow, long, deep inhale. Taking all the time you need. And then whenever you feel full, releasing the breath through the exhale. Gently squeezing. Just letting this be relaxed and easy. There's no rush. Noticing how your chest and your belly are feeling. We'll do one more together now. Taking a nice deep inhale, taking all the time you need, letting it be comfy. <sighs> Gentle, slow exhale. Gently squeezing. And just like we did before, let's just take some time to check in, notice how you're feeling. Hmm. I can feel now there's like a lot of lightness, almost airiness inside of my body. I almost feel like I could, you know, when you watch those movies of people walking on the moon, I almost feel like if I stood up and tried to walk across the room, maybe I'd float off a little. <gasps> Less gravity. Yeah. And for me, that's a pleasant feeling. But, of course, that could be unpleasant, too. And then again, before we close, taking some time to orient to your space. And even as you're breathing, returns to normal, whatever normal is for you. Noticing how that feels. Hmm. I'm just noticing even as I orient right now, I still feel so relaxed, but it feels kind of good to go from that super relaxed place to not, you know, activated, but a little bit more energy in my uh in my body in my in my awareness and the breath feels still very relaxed but a bit faster than even two minutes ago so i want to encourage you like i've said earlier to practice this let me know how it goes practice this breath uh, as you have time there's an invitation here you can set an alarm every day and practice at the same time you can choose a time of day that you know you're going to practice maybe it's morning and evening um you know, to have in your morning rituals and your evening wind down rituals. Maybe every time before you eat, maybe before you eat, taking two minutes, maybe even one minute, but two minutes, let's say two, to uh, do this breath, you know, as you're cooking. Maybe every time you cook, taking some time. If you uh, drive or take public transportation, 
you know, that's a great time. That's generally when I make my phone calls. I, I love driving time. It's like this, it's this time that I'm not really doing very much. It's great for mindfulness practices. Uh, do your breathing exercises when you're driving, when you're walking, um, if you're taking the bus or the train, give yourself some time. Um, just like most of the exercises that I'm going to share with you during these uh, live calls, do this when you need it most, but do it when you think it's silly and stupid and you don't think you need it because then that strengthens the, the wiring. So when you need it, you'll remember it. If you don't practice it, when we need it the most, we're not going to remember. We're going to be in way out in activation, la la intensity land. You know, we want to remember this. So when we start to feel ourselves going into the activation, we are like, oh, okay, let me just take a moment and breathe. You know, not to say that we might not still get activated, but maybe we won't go quite as high into the activation. And maybe we won't stay in the high activation quite as long. So that concludes our. Uh, our exercise for for today and I'm sending you guys air hugs it's so nice to be together I hope you had a great weekend and having a great week so far so mm, I'm happy to be here with you and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow take care everybody bye thanks for listening to this video if you enjoy this video and you are interested in learning more about our multi-modality approach to healing the nervous system through different types of therapies, including Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, drama therapy, somatic experiencing therapy, polyvagal techniques. You can go ahead and click on the link below the video so that you can learn more. Wishing you a beautiful day.